Hi, welcome to Teach Me Biology, our revision podcast for A-level biology students. I'm Rhea Corbett. And I'm Sarah Matthews. Hi, I'm Rhea Corbett. I'm a science teacher with biology specialism. And on Teach Me Biology, I am teaching my co-host and little sister, Sarah Matthews, biology A-level topic by topic to hopefully provide you, our lovely listeners, with an audio revision resource. Yes, we hope that you incorporate us into your revision and as a part of your learning journey, dip in and out, listen to the episodes on your weaker topics or use us as your audio biology bible. Whatever you need us for, we are here. Okay, so episode 36, gas exchange in insects. So last week we looked at surface area to volume ratio and the fact that if you're a small cell or a flatworm or something like that, you can just absorb things biodiffusion across your membrane or across your body really quickly really quickly because it doesn't have that far to go to get to where it needs to be but if you're a larger organism then you've got a small surface area to volume ratio and you need some kind of system and transport system and things like that in your body in order to get oxygen to your cells get rid of carbon dioxide get glucose in there that sort of thing we're going to start looking now at the different organisms and how they get oxygen in to their cells and the first one we're looking at is today is insects so we're going to look at gas exchange in the tracheal system of an insect and that involves uh, trachea tracheoles and spiracles okay so all those words are going to become really familiar to you in the next 10 minutes okay and we're also going to look at how they compromise between efficient gas exchange and limiting water loss because if you have a gas exchange surface that allows you to take in oxygen and, and give out carbon dioxide you're also going to lose water from that surface. So how do insects not lose water, particularly if they're in warm conditions or if they're in dry conditions or if they are exercising, like flying, a lot? Remember what gas exchange is as well. So oxygen in, carbon dioxide yep. out. That is what we're focusing on, really, with this. Is that OK? Mm-hmm. So we want to get oxygen into respiring cells. Carbon dioxide has to leave the respiring cells because it's made in those cells and it's toxic. needs to be gotten rid of as a waste product the have you got the diagram taste of your poison paradise i'm addicted <laughs> to you don't you know that you're toxic the diagram yeah so the diagram that we've got here is hopefully useful it kind of shows you a little breakdown of the gas exchange system in an insect that's a fly i have taken this picture from a website so again the link is on the resource and i'll tell you now it's taken from tc biology a level which is a blog and actually has some quite good notes if you wanted to find some notes on there for different topics i don't know if it has every topic but it does have decent notes for this Mm -hmm. okay if you wanted to use those as well can you see on the diagram it's got the insect and it's pointing to one little area okay yeah you've got a small hole in the body surface and then it follows down a ringed tube called a trachea. That's like what we got in our throat. A bit like that, yeah. And then that splits off into tracheoles, which then go directly to the cells. So air enters the insect's body through those small pores Spiracle. on the body called spiracles, yeah. And they're all along the body surface. Spiracle miracle. <laughs> Right, so the air goes through the spiracle, which is just a small hole, and enters the trachea. 
So there'll be those spiracles will be all along the, the body, all along the length of the insect's body. So there'll be more than one spiracle. It'll be they'll be all the way along. The trachea has got rings around it because it's being supported by rings of what we call chitin. So, oh, I thought that said chitin. Well, that that <laughs> I would say chitin. I think it's called chitin. Okay, I'm going to call it chitin. You can call it chitin. Okay. The but the actual insect itself, its exoskeleton is made of that. Right. Okay, so obviously they don't have bones. They have this exoskeleton, which is the hard, waterproof mm-hmm. substance. Okay, so that gives it strength and support, and like our like our skeleton would. A small amount of this chitin is ringed around these tubes so that they don't collapse under the pressure of air, different pressures and things like that. Okay, partial pressures. So they're supported, stops it collapsing. Right, the trachea is divided into smaller tubes called tracheoles and they actually then go into the like into the muscle cell into the muscle cells like right next to directly to the actual respiring muscle cells or body mm-hmm. cells okay that's a quite a straightforward pathway isn't it through the spiracle down the trachea down one of the tracheoles straight into a cell that is directly taking air to those cells and oxygen is going to diffuse now into the cells from the air along a concentration gradient. Do you remember the remember concentration gradient, high to low? Yeah. So if you think about it, a gradient is being created constantly because the cells are always using up the oxygen in respiration. So it would be low in the cell, high in the air. And as you move down the trachea and into the tracheoles, it's getting lower and lower towards the cell. Mm. So there's a concentration gradient. So oxygen is going to be moving down the gradient all the way into the cell. Carbon dioxide is going to be made in the cell and it's going to go along its concentration gradient in the opposite direction. So it's going to be high in the cell and lower and lower as you get out towards the air. Mm -hmm. So it's going to diffuse the opposite way and leave the insect's body. The tracheoles also have very permeable thin walls so that the oxygen can go directly out of the tracheole through the wall into the cells. Is that okay? Mm -hmm. There's lots of features that make it really good gas exchange system in this insect so so they ain't got lungs no lungs okay they've just got this this sort of have they got blood they do but not the same as us like it's not the same blood as us they have what is called like a hemolymph so it's not for the transport of oxygen like our blood is but it is for the transport of nutrients and things like that which which our blood also is and it does have some cells for the immune system in there as well like we do as well so in some ways yes it's like our blood but in some ways no because there's no oxygen there's no red blood cells or anything like that okay so they do have some form of transport but it's not for oxygen so they they can also kind of especially for like larger insects they can have what we call and you're going to laugh at this i know you are abdominal pumping (laughs) what the (laughs) so basically basically they're just contracting their abdominal muscles and it's creating like a pumping motion to move air in and out in and out in and out of their of the spiracles a lot of energy well it can do but they'll tend to do it when they need oxygen more or if they're a larger insect so if they're flying and they need more oxygen or if they're just a larger insect Okay. Okay. What I'm also just going to quickly talk about is when they're flying as well, they they need oxygen faster, like we do. When we're exercising, our heart beats faster and we breathe heavier and deeper, don't we, so that we can get more mm. oxygen to our muscles. It's the same for insects. So they can do some abdominal pumping, but they can also... Um, 
<laughs> they also have another thing they can do that moves oxygen quickly and quicker into their cells. When they're sort of resting, the very ends of the tracheoles next to the cell can sometimes fill with water because the cells are making water and it goes into the tracheoles. If they're exercising, which means basically flapping their wings and flying about, they are probably going to start to anaerobically respire, which means they make lactic acid in the cells. If they make lactic acid in the cells, then the water potential or the concentration of water in the cell lowers, and that will pull the water out of the tracheoles and into the cell. What that then will do is pull air further, closer to the cells. So if the water's not there then air fills the space where the water was and oxygen would diffuse faster through the gas than it would the water that's sitting there at the end. Does that make sense? Mm. Yeah. That's another way that they can get oxygen faster when they need it more. Basically just removing that water from the tracheal that's just sitting there at rest. So when they're exercising, that's gone. That's in the cell. And it pulls air closer to the cell and just means that oxygen will diffuse right. faster okay. in a gas form than trying to move through the water. What's left now is just to quickly say that if they're spiracles, you know, the little holes in the body that allows the air to go in, if they're open too long, they can lose water through them quite fast. Ways that insects can actually prevent water loss is if they're at rest, they can close their spiracles. Now, obviously, that means that air is not going to be able to go in. But if they're resting... They should be okay for short periods of time with closed spiracles so they don't lose loads of water. Locking spiracles. <laughs> oh, quick, we've got a fly. Open, open spiracles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's just a Do way of just stopping water. flies have annoying flies as well? There's <laughs> a fly in here. <laughs> I'd like to think so. <laughs> I think flies are afraid of wasps and bees. I am. Do you think when they're in their little insect classroom, when a bee comes in, <laughs> and they're screaming and shouting? And yeah. I think yeah. so too. Well, I mean, a bee to a fly, that's like a monster coming into the classroom. Oh, yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, so that that's just like a way of, of trying to not lose water as much. Mm -hmm. They do have other things as well. Like, for instance, their body has a small surface area to volume ratio. That's why they've got the system in place so that they can get oxygen to those cells so they do have a small surface area to volume ratio which means that they won't lose water as easily and they've also got their chitin and their their um chitin kentucky fried chicken kentucky fried chicken they've got their chitin i'm probably saying it completely wrong and you're probably right and i think it's chitin who knows? But I'm saying chitin. So they have their exos exoskeleton and that is covered in like a waterproof cuticle. So that will also prevent water loss. So they do have things, but closing their spiracles is probably the better way. Because mm -hmm. that's the only place water can be lost from. Yes. Do you know that um, flies be sick? Yes. Can you explain that to me? <laughs> well... As far as I know, and I'm not an expert... I've seen it in The Simpsons. I'm not an expert on insects. Say an insect lands on your food. Mm. Think about what that insect's been on. Dog poo. Right, it could have been dog poo, right? And it's on your food, mm -hmm. okay? Now, what insects will tend to do is they will take things from your food and then they will vomit that up back onto your food. 
Oh my god. And then eat that again. Oh my god. <laughs> I might be more worried about the like the little insect feet having that have been on, that have dog, been on poo. dog poo. Yeah. What uh. has our podcast become? <laughs> I never thought we'd talk about. Tell me poo. more about the dog poo. <laughs> <laughs> Should we do some questions? Yes. Okay. Is it any of the answers? I've got four chitting? questions. No. Oh. Sorry. Question one, one mark. Chitten. No. Name the structure through which gases enter and leave the body of an insect. Gas exchange. No. Name the structure. Oh. Uh, spiracle. Yes, well done. Name the small tubes that carry gases directly to and from the cells Trachea. of an insect. Yes, one mark. Trachea. Yes, well, well done, one mark, yeah. It's not mastermind. <laughs> no, you can't answer until the end of mastermind. Nobody answers before the end of the question, do they? No. No. You have to actually listen to the whole question. If you were on mastermind, what would be your special subject? I don't know. What would be yours? Either Harry Potter. But you're not allowed to have Harry Potter anymore. Right, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Sort of 2005 onwards, up until the end of David Tennant's Doctor Who. Like the Mighty Boosh is a good one. What would yours be? Well, if it was TV programmes, because that's what you've just listed. Well, what else would I do? I don't know. <laughs> Grey's. You'd do Grey's Anatomy one. There's the American, like hundreds of episodes the American, of Grey's. The American Office. Buffy. I don't think I'd be very good at Doctor Who, even though I do like it. What if it was David Tennant's Doctor, no problem. I could do that without a chat of that. Snooker. <laughs> Yeah, but the, it might be like, who won the 1978 Blood, snooker I'd final? Revi- I'd revise. Oh, okay. I'd start a snooker yeah. podcast. <laughs> um, I don't want to say anything to do with science because then you like get it all wrong and look like an Because <laughs> you'd get it all wrong and then I'd look really stupid. <laughs> I didn't swear. <laughs> I think if I had to choose one, I would do Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah, I think I would. I because I, I can. What I watch that show, I know all the words. I've seen it a million times. I can tell you anything about that show. I know everything about that show. I'd probably give that a go as well. Okay. So, second question. Um, name the small. You've done that one. The trachea. Question three is three marks. Explain the movement of oxygen into the gas exchange system of an insect when it is. Ab pumping. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Right. Well, I so that was right. Why does why does oxygen move into why does oxygen move into the cells? Because it needs it. Yeah, but how? Like what? Like how does it move in? Because the water moves. No, because that happens when it's exercising. Oh, okay. So think about the gradient. Because the gradient is it needs to because of the gradient. Yeah. What about that gradient? Is it to do with chitting? No. I don't know then. <laughs> So what would the concentration of oxygen be in the cells? Low in the cells. Low in the cells because it's being used up. So there wouldn't so be it much. Needs, the oxygen any. needs to go in the cells. Yeah. So it would be low in the cells and then higher as you go towards the air. Yeah. So it moves down a concentration gradient from the air into the cells. Yeah. So the mark scheme is one mark oxygen is used in respiration in the cells. A second mark oxygen concentration is lower in the cells or a gradient is is established third mark so oxygen diffuses in okay so really that was just a question about the concentration gradients yeah yeah right i've got one more question and it's another three marker okay okay the adult damselfly uses a tracheal system for gas exchange 
explained three ways in which an insect's tracheal system is adapted for efficient gas exchange. Three marks. The spiracles. Sorry, no. The trachea, which is got tracheoles. They're called tracheoles. Tracheoles. Right, so that's going to lead to a mark, talking mm-hmm. about tracheoles. So lots of tracheoles, okay, uh, Yeah. which go straight to the body cells. So what have you got? You've got a short... Um, pathway. A short diffusion pathway. Well done. And then... And then also the tracheoles. What did we say about the walls? They are very good at moving. Yeah, why? The... I can't remember the exact words you said. What did you say? Are they thick or thin? Thin. Yeah. So they'd be lovely thin, thick walls Yeah. to allow, again, short diffusion pathway. Oxygen doesn't have to go very far before it gets to where it needs to be. So that would be two marks, just talking about that. Chitting. <laughs> <laughs> this is quite a hard question. It is quite hard. Is this what to do water? Yes. Moving mm-hmm. in... To the cell. To the cell, yeah. and then oxygen can come and take its place. Yes, because it's faster diffusion. Yes. yes. So when it's exercising, flying, uh, the trachea... When trache- it's at home, lifting its dumbbells. Yeah. The um, the water at the end of the trachea goes into the cell, and that then allows for faster diffusion of oxygen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good. Do flies have a home? How bees have a nest? Do flies have that? No, I don't think so. Oh. Like, if you think about the life cycle of a fly... It flies around all the time and then annoys people. Finds food to be sick on be sick on and to lay eggs in. What? In your food? Well, rotten food, yeah. Oh, okay, fine. Like can you think about like meat and stuff mm. like that? They're, the flies will be attracted to the meat that's going off and they lay eggs in the they'll meat. lay eggs in the meat. The eggs will become maggots and then maggots become new flies. Oh, okay. So maggots are flies. Yeah, they're Is this like how a caterpillar is a butterfly? Yeah. Oh, okay. So no, I don't think they do because they just fly around rotten stuff and food Mm -hmm. and sit down a bit. (laughs) Yeah. They do this thing. If you look at them and they like rub their hands together, have you seen them? No. If you look at a fly, it rubs its hands together. Like it's like it's really washing them. Because it it's like rubbing like nectar from flowers on itself and stuff, isn't it? I've got no idea. Just I don't know it. either. Let's move on. And they hang around flowers. Because it's not just bees that do that. They different, also... Different insects do all that. Try and get out of your closed windows. Mm. They also think that glass is air and try and get through. They also think that light bulbs is the sun. They also yeah. land on your face at night when you're trying to sleep. <laughs> and like, try and eat a bit of your skin and like vomit on you. <laughs> we're getting away from this and we wanted to keep this one quick and we're just talking rubbish about insects. You know you're like lying in bed at night and you've got I your do phone, the... you're like you're falling asleep, you've got your phone, then a moth lands on your face because it thinks your phone lights. So it's like the moon. I can honestly say that's never happened to me. Oh, it's happened to me a million times. <laughs> Close your windows. Right, um, okay, so the mark scheme for that. So there's actually like six ways of getting those three marks, which is good, isn't it? So tracheoles have thin walls, so short diffusion pathway. Highly branched on lots of tracheoles, for so short diffusion pathway to the cells. Uh, highly branched, lots of tracheoles, so large surface area. The trachea provides tubes full of air, so fast diffusion. Uh, fluid at the end of the tracheoles goes into the cells during flight, so they have faster diffusion. And then the body can be moved by muscles. Abdominal pumps. Exactly, to move air so that it maintains a concentration gradient for oxygen. Okay. Shall I do the roundup? Yeah. Okay. We 
For efficient gas exchange, insects have openings along their body length called spiracles. These lead to a network of tubes called trachea, which branch into as many smaller tubes called tracheoles that carry air directly to the body cells. Surrounding all these tubes are rings of chitin to support them. The tracheoles carry air quickly and directly to every cell and oxygen diffuses into the cell down a concentration gradient created by the fact that oxygen is used up in respiration leaving a low concentration of oxygen in the cells. Carbon dioxide diffuses out of the cell along a concentration gradient in the opposite direction as carbon dioxide is made in the respiring cells. When insects are flying their muscle cells produce lactic acid which lowers the water potential in the cells so water diffuses by osmosis from the ends of the tracheoles into the cells. This pulls air further into the tracheoles, making oxygen diffusion much faster. When the spiracles are open, water loss can occur, so insects tend to close their spiracles when they are not flying and at rest to prevent this water loss. Larger insects can ventilate their tracheal system by using muscles to squeeze the trachea to pump air in and out. This is called abdominal pumping. This increases their rate of gas exchange. Okay? Yeah. Got any takeaways? Chitin. Trachea, tracheals. I roll, flies, I roll, flies. I roll. They're sick on your food and then eat it again. They've got spiracles on their surfaces, which is the oxygen exchange. And the blood exchange, the blood in their system is just for the rest of their uh, sort of minerals and things that they need to have, vitamins and that they need. Is that right? That'll do. I think that's correct. That'll do. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that I think okay. I just said as a fact. So the wider reading for this month is Human Errors by Nathan H. Lentz, which I'm recommending because instead of talking about how amazing the body is, which we could do all day long, it talks about problems that are being created with our bodies over time, over sort of the series of natural selection happening. And I think that creates great wider reading. If you can acknowledge and reflect about the actually things that are wrong with our body that actually things could be easier for us if thing, if just some slight little changes had been made or certain mutations hadn't occurred or whatever then things would be a bit easier for us in some respects and I think that leads to some good wider reading mm. for A-level biologists yeah so contact us if you would like to contact us you can go on our website that's teachmescience.co.uk you can drop us an email at teachmebiologycast at gmail.com We've got Twitter, that's at TeachMeBioCast, and Instagram is at TeachMeBiologyCast. So if you want to get in touch with us for any particular reason, whether it be to just say hello, whether it mm -hmm. be to tell us how you're using the podcast, any gossip. What, it, what it is you're doing, if you've got any recommended recommendations for wide reading, or if you've got any great revision to show us, mm -hmm. like if you've produced particularly great posters or resources or whatever and, you, and you've done it using our podcast notes and information, then let us know. Anything, really. Was that the bell? Yes, that was the bell, yeah. Okay. I'd love to be able to tell you I'm going home now to watch Grey's Anatomy, but I'm not. Why not? Because I can't watch it without Maisie and Maisie's not at home, so I can't watch it and it's good in. I thought you were going to watch a few episodes and then she was going to watch episodes while you were at work. I'll speak to her about it, but um, good, because I'm so into Grey's Anatomy, I love it so much. I've just got to the episode where Preston Burt's just got shot outside the hospital, and that's the bit I'm on. Can you imagine what it's like for me? I'm just sitting here all the time just thinking about Grey's Anatomy, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> you better go then. Oh no, yeah, well, no, no point. I, there was no point, because I was just I was so annoyed. Yeah, but you could sneaky watch them. 
You know, because then I'll be watching them with her and she'll be going, oh my God. And I'll be going, yeah, tragic. <laughs> <laughs> I have to watch them at the same time. We're starting that Glazing That Meat podcast as well. <laughs> I think we should, you know. I'm only at the end of season two. It's fantastic. Please watch it. This has been a beautiful afternoon to podcast. <laughs> um, you know what? It has, it has been a beautiful, a beautiful day to podcast. Um, this which is, will obviously be um, the name of our Grace podcast. Yeah. A beautiful morning <laughs> a to beautiful, podcast. A beautiful day to podcast. Yeah. My name is Sarah Matthews. This has been Teach Me Biology. We'll see you next time. Bye. <laughs> Leave me <an> out. <laughs> I'm also Rhea Corbett, by the mm-hmm. way, just yeah. so you know. Bye. <laughs> Thank you.